What we're gonna do right here is go back. Way back, back into time. Hello, my friend, and welcome to another episode from the WW Radio Archives. I am Lou Mangello, and this is show number 719. And each week, I'm going to select an evergreen episode to share with you that maybe you haven't heard before, or one you haven't heard in a long time, from interviews to, like this week, a top 10 relevant reviews and guides and Wayback Machines and more. It's a great way to visit and revisit some of our favorite episodes, including ones that you have suggested I share from the vault. And with this new episode in the feed, I'm going to be able to introduce and experiment with some other types of content in a variety of other formats as well, including some solo top fives and Disney in a Minute segments, but in audio format. I'm also going to look for and take ideas and inspiration from you and go from there. I'm going to also be able to throw in some more Marvel and Star Wars and other aspects of our fandom and love of Disney and see where it takes us. And for the archive episodes like this week, rather than uploading the entire episode, I'm going to take out the relevant segment, cutting out the intro and outro and contests and some of the out-of-date news and, and updates. If you want to hear the full episode, I'll let you know the original show number so you can always go back into the feed or podcast player and listen to it in its entirety. And for this week, on last night's WW Radio Live show, which I do every Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern at www.radiolive.com on Facebook, I spent the evening wandering my way through Tomorrowland to not only celebrate the opening of Tron Light Cycle Run, but speculate on the future of this land. And as we explored the entire land and as that golden hour that I love so much dissolved into twilight, Tomorrowland was sort of energized with new life and light, and I think it takes on an entirely new atmosphere at night. And then riding on the people mover and looking over the spectacular, color-changing canopy of Tron, I thought not only about how beautiful this and other lands are at night, but how some things in Walt Disney World are just better after dark. And so for this week's show from the archives, we're going to go back to 2009 and show number 104, where we discussed our list of top 10 things in Walt Disney World that are better at night. And in more than 18 plus years of podcasting, I very, very rarely revisit a topic, but I think enough time has passed and... There are enough new additions to the parks and resorts that have been made that it might be time to re-examine this list on an upcoming show. But for now, please enjoy this look and listen at our list, and I invite you to share suggestions of what else needs to be added when we make up our new list. Yes, spoiler alert, Tron will be on that list. You can share your thoughts over in the WW Radio Clubhouse at www.radio.com slash clubhouse. Be part of the community and conversation, or you can call the voicemail. I'll play it on the air at 407-900-9391. That's 407-900-WDW1, and I'll share your story, your suggestion, and your voicemail on the show. But for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode from the archives on the WW Radio Show. For this week's top 10 segment, we wanted to look at Walt Disney World in a whole new light, or lack of it, as the case may be, as we want to examine things in Walt Disney World that are simply better at night. Because we talk about how many attractions and even locations are completely different experiences at night as opposed to the daytime, 
and there are some that rise to the level of even being better after the sun goes down. So joining me this week is a man who some might say looks better at night than he does during the day. My man, Mr. Celebrations Magazine, Tim Bananas Foster. Well, I gave you two minutes before you pulled out the I look better at night <laughs> bit. That was really good. Bananas open oh, the dessert. Bana- I get it. I, you know, I wasn't even thinking about food, but I was thinking, you know, kind <laughs> like Chris Berman with the uh, with the Foster's. I think, I think you broke a record for food getting it into the conversation. <laughs> but notice who I did not bring up. Yes, I yes I did notice that. <laughs> Although you kind of just did there, didn't you? I will say I will not speak the name of Samantha Brown. So okay, good. All right. So <laughs> before we get into our list um, <clears throat> and the many honorable mentions that are to follow, <laughs> uh. we uh, we agreed right off the bat, even though we, we don't know what's on each other's list, we agreed right off the bat that we were going to automatically eliminate two attractions because we've discussed these at length in the past. And the first is the Jungle Cruise, because we all agree it's very, very different at night and arguably better, depending on how you look at it, pardon the pun, um, and your skipper, of course. And the Haunted Mansion, and not the attraction itself, obviously, because that does not change really at night. But the approach, the exterior, and and the queue are are just, you know, to use a a fosterism, they're downright spooky at night. (laughs) They are. Yeah, those are instant Hall of Fame classics. Yeah, and I think, and, and we mentioned them quite a few times as being better in the dark, anyway. So true. And, and we get invariably, emails. I'm sure there will be there will be overlap on our lists. So, um, so I'm going to go first okay. <laughs> to try and avoid any overlap. Um, <laughs> and the first one on my list is uh, is somewhat general, but it's World Showcase because. All right, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute, boy. I got to cross that one off my list. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> So, you got it in. Well, look, for me, and I think many other people, wandering, or in my case, grazing, as I might call it, um, at the promenade at night is simply wonderful. Um, with the pavilions illuminated and dinner time is approaching, which you know also means dessert is approaching, uh, obviously illuminations, the, the background music, Spaceship Earth, and some of the other pavilions lit up in the distance. Uh, I just think World Showcase is, is spectacular. And, and over the past maybe five, ten years ago or so, I've really gained a, a greater appreciation for just spending what can be hours um, wandering the promenade at night. Well, I'm going to cheat and kind of hang on to yours for a little bit before I get to mine. I, I will agree with you, Illuminations is much better at night. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good call. And, I, and I, I'm going to tell you, you didn't say it, but if you were, I was going to mention that the funnel cakes actually are the same <laughs> as they are during the daytime. Listen, I will tell you something. Certain items like like funnel cakes and turkey legs and hamburgers, I know they're the same. They taste different depending on where... um, The turkey legs in Frontierland are better than the turkey legs on Future World East. I don't know why. They just taste better there. Much like the funnel cakes taste better in Adventureland. Uh, in Adventureland. Well, I guess you could eat it in Adventureland. But they taste better coming from Sleepy Hollow Refreshments in Liberty Square. Slightly better than what you get on the Promenade and World Showcase. Now, this goes into the if you say so, Lou, categories. <laughs> and here come the emails. What are you talking about? It's so much better on World Showcase. Uh, real quick with World Showcase, I had that on my list too. Uh, the one thing I noticed real quick before I move on to mine is, um, especially getting ready for World Showcase, I just get a, a greater sense of sophistication walking around World Showcase at night. Um, 
obviously it's darker, the lights are up. You see people have, a, uh, have their wine walking around, and um, it, just, it just seems a lot more elegant. And that's all I have to say about World Showcase. But um, my next one is also, I think, a rather obvious one that I'm going to go for, and that's Main Street. And um, Watch it off the list. <laughs> See, I knew I was going to get that one in before you got to that one, so I knew that had to be on your list. But it was actually an honorable um, mention. But okay. <laughs> uh, but to me, it, that's it's definitely a different place at night, and and for me, it's much better. I it just as the lights come on, it, it turns into a more of a, a carnival, old time amusement park atmosphere to me, anyway. And and I I remember back to my days going to. Um, a great adventure, the Six Flags Park that's in our area back, you know, before I discovered some other bigger and better park down south somewhere. Um, but it reminded me of those days when the, when the Midway was lit up, uh, you know, all the rides are lit up, and and uh, I don't know, it seems more magical, it seems more fun, um, yeah, but to me, it's a, it, there's a lot more to Main Street at night than there is during the day. It's a lot of fun during the day, too, but at night, it takes on a whole new atmosphere. I agree, and I think there's different things that you can see on Main Street at night as opposed to during the day. Uh, while you might not get some of the, the streetmosphere characters, there there are other elements. Uh, and I'll save some of my other comments about Main Street because I do want I, it. It ties in in one of my other honorable mentions. But I will say, when I thought about Main Street at night, I instantly thought of Disneyland's Main Street as, as well. And I had to mention that because there's something very very special. I think not only about ours, but I think the Disneyland one because it's. It's so much smaller in a good way, and it's so much closer to you and so very quaint. Uh, there's something about the Disneyland Main Street that I, that I absolutely love, um, you know, equally as much as I do our own in Walt Disney World. So. I, I like that you refer to the Magic Kingdom as ours. I like that. I do. I feel, I feel a sense of, well, you know what, because <laughs> it's home. It is home. Yes. So. Um, the second one on my list is also very broad, and uh, it's actually Disney's Animal Kingdom. And I think that wandering that park and exploring that park uh, at night, um, it, you know, Everest it, from the back row and the sounds of, of the Tree of Life music, the smells of the Yak and Yeti in the distance, um, Harambe it, it, by the fort behind Tusker House, the, the tree lit up in the distance. Uh, it's a c- completely different feel, obviously much, much cooler than it is. Animal Kingdom gets, gets a little warm during, during the day. But, a little uh, bit. I, I love trying to get to that last ride on Everest uh, that I can at night and then taking as much time as the cast members will allow me to wander through Animal Kingdom and through some of the trails. And it, it's there's a, there's a sense of mystery about it, even more so that you get at night versus during the day. I get the sense you've been shooed out of that park on a number of occasions by that last comment. I have been um, <laughs> kindly asked to make my way towards the exit. Could you please hurry? <laughs> Lou, um, the popcorn stand is closed. Move along. Move well, that'll on. get you out of the park. Um, I'm going to get away from the parks for my next one. And I was trying to think of, um, obviously, a lot of the resorts take on a different feeling at night. Uh, but to me, the one that changes the most and really becomes a lot more dramatic, if you will, is the Wilderness Lodge. And... To me, it, it, even when you're inside, and uh, I think obviously because of the grand height of the lobby and, and the windows, you when you're in the lobby at night, you get the sense that it's night, even though you're inside. And especially 
when you're walking around the grounds, uh, whether you're heading to the boat dock or heading back from the boat dock, at, um, coming back from the Magic Kingdom, or just walking around the trails, the um, the whole Pacific Northwest thing becomes a lot more apparent when the sun goes down. And to me, I really feel like I'm out in the, forgive me, the wilderness uh, uh, when I, as I'm wandering around the lodge. And it's really spectacular at night, in my opinion. I agree, but I have one question for you. Um, Why? How many times have you been out in the wilderness at night? Just so you have a frame of reference to compare. Well, <laughs> well, uh, I've been camping at the Jersey Shore. Oh, it's just like, um, <laughs> you know. There's scary things out there. <laughs> there are, and um, most of the time well, they're, they're in rocks, but <laughs> If I were to imagine what it would be like in the great Pacific Northwest at night with the bears and the and the wolves and stuff. That would be it. That's going to be it. Okay. And now, look, everybody who really lives out there can write in and tell me how it's nothing like that at all. Here's, I'll tell you what it's like. So. That's uh, Tim Foster. Anyway, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually very happy you said Wilderness Lodge because not only do I agree, but it's not what I had on my list. Because uh-huh. you started talking about the resorts, and I'm like, oh, man, I have to think of something really quick. Because I, too, went to the resorts, and... Um, I went to sort of a resort area, really, and it, it's the Boardwalk and Yacht and Beach Club resorts. Uh, the Boardwalk at night is beautiful, especially when you're looking ac- across the lake um, from the Yacht or Beach Club. It, it's alive. It's fun. There's so much going on. There's music playing. I think, really, the view from either side of the lake, the Yacht and Beach Club at night with the lighthouse uh, across the water is, is just wonderful. Um, the beach club on the beach. I've talked about this in the past. Watching movies on the beach, you know, making s'mores. There's the food aspect. Uh, go to the marina at night. Take a ride on Breathless 2, you know, my favorite. Storm Along Bay is awesome at night with the windmill and the lights and so much going on. I've got to say it. Beaches and cream. No Way Jose. Nice way to end off the night. Or you go to Jelly Rolls. You go to Jelly Rolls right there on the boardwalk. And, you know, speaking of we've got to get more people over at the Atlantic Dance Hall. Awesome venue, always empty. Got to figure out a way to get more people over there. But uh, Boardwalk, Yacht, Beach Club, that whole area at night. Uh, if you're looking for something to do outside the parks, you, you can easily make an evening out of wandering and strolling uh, around the, the promenade there. So let me ask you, when, I, when I'm coming back to the Yacht Club from Illuminations and I'm going by Storm Along Bay, you, you're the dad that I see shivering in your bathing suit, dripping, running across to get up on the slide when it's like 10.30 at night. That's you, right? No, 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 no. That's not me. If you look past <laughs> Storm Along Bay, into the arcade or into Beaches and Cream, uh, that's okay. the guy. I'm that uh, guy in there. Oh, of course. You're at Beaches and Cream. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, let's see. Where will I go next? You know what? I have a very unusual one on my list, and I'm, I'm going to get it out of the way. And I know usually you're the guy who goes... Now, stay with me, folks. But it's my turn to say, stay with me, folks, on this one. Um, my next one is actually the bus slash the monorail slash the launch boat. And I think all of those obviously take on a different feel at night. And to me, the monorail does become a lot more magical when you're riding in the dark, um, and especially as you tour through Future World at Epcot with all the lights are on and so forth, especially at Christmas when you go through the Lights of Winter display, which is phenomenal. But the thing that's really extra magical about it in a way, and, and this is more along the lines of the buses, 
is when you're you're done your day at the park, you're leaving, you get on the bus, they shut the door and they turn the lights out and you just sit there and relax and reflect on your day. Now, I will grant you, this works when you're staying at like, oh, we'll say the Yacht Club or the Swan when you leave the Magic Kingdom and there's your bus waiting for you. I understand this really isn't a magical experience when you're staying at the All-Stars and you've got five loads of buses of people waiting it on you and everyone's grumpy. I understand it really isn't that magical at that time. But um, just the whole idea of leaving the park at the end of the day, it's nighttime, you get to relax, the lights are out. Um, something very mystical and magical about that to me. Uh, I told you, you to stay with me. I told I you listen, to I was with you. <laughs> you had me at monorail. You lost me a little bit on the bus. Um, next on, time you go down, on. I'm going to give you a double stroller and, you know, a, uh, <laughs> now, a very I tell young... There's a lot of caveats <laughs> in there. You have to be alone or with, you know, a loved one. You have to have timed it right so the bus pulled up right when you got there. There's only five other people on the bus. And I know I knocked out about 95% of the listeners right there with right. that. And it's going to stop at your resort <laughs> first, right in front of your room. But I will tell you... That on my honorable mention list, which is now getting shorter and shorter, thankfully, I absolutely had first and foremost, and almost made it onto my list, were the watercraft, specifically yeah. from the Magic Kingdom to the Grand Floridian, the Polynesian, and Wilderness Lodge. At night, you want to, I mean, it, it's an add-on experience. It is. It's so beautiful getting on the waterways. And if you time it just right, you can also catch the electrical water pageant on your way back. Very, very different vantage point that you would get it from anywhere else seeing it right there on the water and uh, especially like if you're staying at the Polynesian you stop at the Grand Floridian first you get a really nice boat ride or, or when you head over to uh, Wilderness Lodge at night it's just it's absolutely beautiful I love it oh, I love it let me tell you how you timed that wrong I can't remember if I've told this story before if I do well you know you can edit it out if you need to but there was one time we were heading back to the Wilderness Lodge and the electric water pageant must have been running and it was a wait for it it was a dark and stormy night not really stormy, but it, it was it was cloudy, and I think it was lightly raining or something. For, for some reason, I, I think because of the water pageant, we had to detour all the way around the Discovery Island island out there. And it is dark back there, obviously. There's there's no lights. And we we must have been going around for 10, 15 minutes going around. And that, that qualified – hey, when Halloween rolls around again, that qualified as one of my scariest moments ever. But <laughs> – but it was still – it was different. It was very different. So, and, and that's the thing. Even if you've done it before, you never know. You're going to get a different experience, and that's, and that's the whole point of the list. You're going to get a different experience at night doing some of these things than you will during the day. Uh, you might not be quaking in your boots much like Tim was, but you will get a different experience. I was scared. So it's – you know, our, our lists are sort of paralleling each other in that our, our third one was a resort. Our fourth one is a – Come on, people, work with me here, because that's exactly what I was going to say Uh-oh. for my fourth one. And if you would have said this, I, I, that would have been a little creepy. Weird. A little creepy. Um, but my fourth one, and um, and please feel free to send your short jokes to Lou at WDWRadio.com, hmm. is The Ewok Village by Star Tours. This is so easy. Go ahead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I left it open for you. I mean, I was giving no, it to you. That, that was a softball. I'll let you go. Uh, I mean, it's it's lit up so well. You can hear the Ewoks and the music in the distance. And if you sort of go underneath by where the Fast Pass machines, there's, little, there's, there's sound playing. And you've got the Adat Walker in the distance. Um, again, the studios, too, is great at night. But you got, you know, Tatooine traders 
behind it, all lit up, you know, with that whole sort of episode four feel to it. Um, love it. I, I love the Ewok village. And again, the attraction itself has nothing to do with this. It's just sort of wandering past, um, you know, the village. Ewoks weren't in episodes. But, but, ta- but the little the building, like Tata- Tatooine was an episode four. I know, I know, I know. Um, hey, am I on my last one? You are. You are. Oh. And that's why this is not going to be a 55-minute segment of Top 20s. <laughs> Nutsy, because I have four, and I love them all. Hmm. Which way am I going to go here? Uh, Just do what Lou does, the honorable mention thing. It's such an right. easy out. Well. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to pick this one. This is because this is actually a very fond memory of mine. Um, you kind of touched on it a little bit when we were talking about World Showcase, but I'm going to the other side of the park and I'm going to talk about Future World. And um, it's a fond memory of mine. And again, I might have told this story before, but when my wife and I first went to Disney together, we went to Epcot at night. And it was the first time I'd been there. And it was. Um, absolutely magical it wasn't very crowded of course the lights are on uh, the music's playing and i'd never seen anything like it before um and it, it's just really neat walking through future world because it really takes on a totally different appearance at night all of the pavilions uh, look very different from the imagination pavilion the land pavilion um and uh, the one thing i'm amazed at too is the um within the, the future world plaza you have the um, the fiber optic light pattern swirling in the ground in front of interventions. And I mention it, I almost hesitate to mention it because I think, well, everybody knows about that. And I'm sure most everybody does know about it. But I'm continually surprised when I'm walking with people and I take them over that way. I say, look at the ground. Well, I never noticed that before. I don't know why you didn't notice it before. It seems rather obvious. But um, obviously that's something you can only enjoy at nighttime. And uh, I still get a lot of kick out of seeing people I haven't seen that before. Uh, and that's that's all I have to say about it. I, I thought I, you were going to I thought you were going to add in something there. Like, no, I, no either, I do so. agree with you and you know that's the thing. There are there are a lot of things I think Tim that we or people that go a lot take for granted. Um, some of the simple things like that you might consider something simple. Um, there are things that I've heard people say that, you know, you, you look at yourself like, God, how did you not know that? But, you know, that that's the point. Um, there, there's so much more that we need to help introduce people to and, and make them realize that are there. And it's a simple thing like the lights in the ground that so many of us find so cool. A little bit of added magic on the way out. So, And I and add there, it's, it's kind of nice to, as it gets towards Illuminations time, um, assuming the parks aren't that crowded to begin with, it, it's really nice walk around Future World because everybody else is back in world showcase watching and you can just wander through and enjoy the ambiance what i will say is that as i'm approaching the the last one on my list i'm a little surprised tim i'm a little that surprised. i didn't say one no you didn't oh. say there were no attractions no specific you know attractions what? on this list I, however I, I, I have two on my list but i have however <laughs> i am going to uh, i'm going to put a stop to that right here ah. right now um, better be one of the two i had I bet you the first one I mentioned um, is probably one on your list. And I, and I was going to say Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Um, I think between the the lighting of the mountain, if you time it just right, the castle in the distance, the, the dancing girls in the saloon. Um, but what? instead, 
You never saw the dancing girls? Nobody sees the dancing girls in the saloon. You can only see them at night. Um, if you, well, it's you hard to see when your eyes are closed and you're screaming like a little child. <laughs> no. That's not me. Well, just... you know what? Why don't you have your daughter tell you about it? Because as you're going through Tumbleweed, if you look to the left, you know, if that saloon's rocking, don't come and knock it. And you can, see the, you can see the dancing girls uh, upstairs, you know, dancing around. But that's actually not what I had fifth on my list. Um a little more well, but, but since you went into such detail, that qualifies as number five on your list. It does not. It was qual- I was qualifying my number five that this is what I was not going to. See, I should have pulled who's that. Who's the attorney my here? Number five. That's true. Go ahead. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with an attraction that's a little bit more your speed and arguably one of my two favorites in all of Walt Disney World. And that is the Wedway People Mover slash oh. kids the Tomorrowland Transit Authority. That was on my list. Paging you... Mr. Morrow, Mr. Tom Morrow. Your party from Saturn has arrived. Please give them a ring. I That's love so the TTA funny. I laugh night. every time. I love the TTA. That ride never, ever, ever gets old for me. And the only ride, the only attraction I make sure that I do every time I go to Disney. Tomorrowland Transit Authority Metroliner Nonstop now departing Rocket Tower Plaza Station for a round trip Super Skyway Tour. Welcome aboard, TTA Travelers. We hope you enjoy Tomorrowland Transit Authority's Super Skyway. Except for the times you're going in the next few months, I guess, right? I will find a way. I will just, <laughs> I will ride the speed ramp up and down if I have to. <laughs> No, I, I had that. I had the whole of Tomorrowland on my list, and that in particular. So, so um, Swiss Family Treehouse. That's my honorable mention. So. Okay. Well, that, okay. Well, listen, Tim. If you're going to have an honorable mention, so that wasn't I guess, really that wasn't really my honorable mention, though, because well, I, I will um, <laughs> I, I will follow along because when you were talking about Main Street, um, I, I thought about some of the other lands in the Magic Kingdom, and I think each one there's something special about it at night. But I think particularly. The west side of the Magic Kingdom, Main Street, that transition to Adventureland with the torches, even Frontierland, all have a very, very different feel to it, um, especially closer to the end of the night when there's not a lot of people there. I think Adventureland's a little more foreboding. The facades of Frontierland are, are very, very well lit, beautiful at night. Swiss Family Treehouse absolutely could have been in the top 10 list because that's a very different experience at night. Which I think we've talked about. Yeah, you know, I'm throwing in there honorable mention. I think this is another obvious one that we didn't throw in there. And I thought you were going to get to it when we're talking about Main Street, and that's Cinderella Castle itself. Very good. And yeah, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, spectacular during the day, obviously, but but stunningly, I'm gonna say breathtaking again. Where's the thesaurus when I need it? Um, but amazing at night. I, I I swear there are colors I see that I don't think I'd ever seen before in my life as it, as it shifts through its greens and purples and blues and oranges. Um, and, and obviously it, during the holiday season when the dream lights come on, that, that actually will bring a tear to your eye and it has brought many a tear to my eye. But um, I think that, that, that probably on my list was the granddaddy of them all. And I'm surprised you didn't mention it. Again, I tried to stay from, away from something that I thought was going to be so obvious. It was just so easy. But what did we say? It might not be as obvious as we think. It, it might is. not. And, and if we didn't say it, you know the emails. Like, well, what about the castle, guys? Jeez. I know. And, well, honestly, I mean, all of all, all the park icons. Um, right. And I actually had them on my list. And it almost made it to my list. 
the sorcerer's hat, and before <laughs> the hate mail starts coming in for people that don't like it, I think at night when it's lit up, it's warmer, um, it's more attractive. Uh, it's a true, you know, weenie. It's definitely, a, you know, one of Walt's weenies. It beckons you towards the end of Hollywood Boulevard. Um, and I think the lighting and the paint on there is just spectacular. Um, and I got to just tell you that a, a bunch of resorts also come to, to life at night. So I, I think Port Orleans, Riverside, you got Yeehaw Bob, the pool over at Pop Century, the Polynesian, the pools and the beach with the volcano, that whole area there. And uh, last but not least, um, Food just tastes better at night. <laughs> Unbelievable. I forgot to add Wilderness Lodge. My daughter will, will reprimand me if I don't say this. One of her fondest memories was swimming at night and going down the slide in the dark. One of her all-time favorite Disney moments. And, and I would be remiss if I did not mention it. And she ate after that, right? Didn't she go get something to eat when she was done? Yeah, she had funnel <laughs> cakes and spinach pie, Luke. <laughs> Well, as always, Tim, not only was this fun, but I'm sure there are things that people are screaming in their cars or at their iPods or in their cubicles <laughs> at saying, how did you, you idiots leave off blank? So, um, as always, I invite you to, to uh, send hate mail to Tim or call in uh. things that we left <laughs> off the uh, off the list, maybe into the voicemail, add your own to, uh, to the top 10 things that are just better in Walt Disney World at night. So I'm sure there are things that we left off, uh, things that might have been on your list, so I invite you to call yours in to the voicemail, toll-free, 888-703-2171. Also, you can also go and post them over in the forums at DisneyWorldTrivia.com. And uh, Tim, this always is a blast, but before I let you go, uh, I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm going to back over that bus at night right over Wait, you. Wait, I wasn't. Ex- this isn't on my script. Yeah, I know right, it's go not. Ahead. But uh, do, you, do you think we can give anybody, everybody, a little hint about Celebrations Magazine issue three? Can we? I think we can. A little. You commit yeah. to a date. I will climb through this phone and strangle you. But <laughs> <laughs> They will be in your mailboxes on. Lou will be mailing them on. <laughs> now, uh, hey, it's shaping up to be real fun. Here, um, well, here's what we got. We have uh, in. in uh, light of the news of Space Mountain going down for quite a lengthy time and taking the TTA with it. Gosh darn it. And and my coincidentally finding out that uh, this year is the 40th anniversary of our landing on the moon. Uh, we're going to take a look to the future. So we're the next issue celebrations is going to have a Tomorrowland theme to it. Um, we're going to look at some history, some behind scenes, some attractions, that sort of thing. Uh, we're also going to have an article on the uh, Don't Imagineers. Huh? Don't give it all away? <laughs> Don't give it all away. See, well, now, all right, that's you know, enough then. There you go. See, so you dropped that Imagineers, so now they're wondering. <laughs> <laughs> well, more more magic from Lou Mangiello. Let's leave it at that. Was I supposed to write something for Can this I leave one? it? <laughs> uh, yeah, and no, I'm still waiting for it. Now, since I started, can I give away that piece? Or go ahead, give it away. Give it a secret. Uh, no, we have a piece on... Imagineers tributes to long lost but not forgotten attractions that you'll find throughout the parks. And and I actually enjoyed reading that very much. I must Why say. do you say that with surprise? Like, wow, I actually enjoyed reading that. As if it well, was, you expected it to be painful otherwise. When one out of ten of yours makes it in the magazine, <laughs> I'm surprised when the one. Now I'm kidding. I'm kidding, of course. No, it was. That was a lot of fun, uh, especially with the pictures, look, looking at all these things. I think everyone will get a kick out of that one. Awesome. And, yeah. um, and there's more, but you're going to have to wait. Lots more to come. You're going to have to wait. 
not too much longer. Not too long. It's not too long. It's it is well underway. Um, And Tim, I know you are doing a beautiful job on the layout and artwork once again. I will omit the easy Lou teaching you Photoshop joke here. But um, don't forget to uh, to see more of Tim's beautiful work. Head on over to GuideToTheMagic.com. There he's got Guide to the Magic for Kids and like six other books in the pipeline. And uh, always, always fun doing these somewhat unique and creative top ten lists. Yeah. And you know what, folks? If you guys have an idea for a top ten you want us to cover, Please email share. me. Please email us and, and let <laughs> us know. So thanks again, buddy. Thanks.